0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Coptic month, Ba'una, has four Sundays. And during this month, usually, we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, in which the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples. That's why the reading of the four Sundays are about the Holy Spirit and our relationship with the Holy Spirit. In the first Sunday, God told us how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. When he said to the multitude, if you ask if your son asks you for an egg, would you give him Scorpio They told him no Then he asked them If your son asked you for bread Would you give him stone? They said no Then he asked them third time If your son asked you for fish Would you give him serpent? They said no so he said, if you are being evil, know how to give your children good gifts. How much more your father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So when we ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, God will give it. We received the Holy Spirit after we were baptized in the sacrament of chrismation but we need actually to kindle the gift of the Holy Spirit we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and this through prayer asking God to fill me with the Holy Spirit then the second Sunday spoke about the gifts of the Holy Spirit There are many gifts, like gift of healing and gift of prophecy, gift of teaching, gift of leadership, gift of administration, gift of helps, etc. So through the miracle of healing the paralytic man, the church addressed to us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But the gifts of the Holy Spirit will not get the person in heaven and is not indication that this person who carried the gift is a godly man. For example Judas performed miracles. Judas cast out demons but unfortunately he perished and in the Sermon on the Mountain the Lord told us in the last day they will come and tell me Lord, Lord, in your name we work miracles in your name we cast out demons but the Lord will tell them I do not know you so gifts just tools that give it to us to help others but not indication that this person is saint Or not a guarantee to go to the kingdom of heaven. Gifts are just tools. Then, the third Sunday, which was the last Sunday, the church spoke to us about sins against the Holy Spirit. When the Lord said, He who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And the church differentiates between four sins, again is the Holy Spirit, resisting the Holy Spirit, grieving the Holy Spirit, quenching the Holy Spirit, and then blasphemy at the Holy Spirit. Today, the fourth Sunday, actually the church speaks to us about the important thing in our relationship with the Holy Spirit which is to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. When we bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit, this will get us to heaven. Not the gifts, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's why in First Corinthians chapter 13, St. Paul said, if I move mountains, if I do miracles but I do not have love, love is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I am nothing. Moving mountains and working miracles, that's the gift of the Holy Spirit. said, if I speak in so many languages, in the language of the earthly and heavenly, but I have no love, it is nothing. Love is the fruit of the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues that's the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit and we can read about the fruit of the Holy Spirit clearly in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 but today the church gave us passage from the sermon on the mountain according to St. Luke In chapter six. And in what we heard today, the church spoke to us about seven points. Number one, love, which is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Number two, peace. How to live in peace with others. Number three, giving. Number four, how to deal with others in a good way good conduct number five mercy number six don't judge and number seven forgiveness and through the grace of God we'll address each one quickly So the first fruit of the Holy Spirit is love but the Lord told us if you love those who love you what profit do you have even the sinners the ungodly the tax collectors they love those who love them so the challenge for us as children of God is to love our enemies is to love those who hate us and those who curse us and those who try to uh, harm us. I know it's it's difficult and all of us will struggle. How can I love the person who hates me? How can I love the person who tried to destroy me and ruin my reputation? How can I do this? Number one, you cannot do it without the grace of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need to pray and ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit so that we may be able to love our enemies. Number two, that's the grace. But number two, we need to work how to do it any virtue any virtue we we, we we need to apply it on two levels the first level is the level of the mind then the second level is the level of the heart let me explain the virtue of love you can make a decision to love your enemy and you can start doing the works of love because love is not word love is not feeling love is works as Saint John said let us not love with words and tongue but with works and deeds so to love my enemy I need to make a decision decision was my mind that I will do the works of love toward my enemy. As St. Paul said in Romans 12 if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him drink. So I will do the work of love even if I don't have the feeling of love. I do it because with my mind I made a decision to love my enemy in obedience to the word of God. And the Holy Spirit will help me. When I am faithful in loving my enemy then this love will be processed from the mind into the heart. And then All the feeling of anger, resentment in my heart will be removed completely from my heart. God will remove it completely from my heart. That's why I told you any virtue has two levels. The level of the mind and the level of the heart. I cannot start by my heart, but I start by my mind. Make a decision. Do the works of love. Even in family, I'm not speaking about loving your enemy. When there are many problems, like between couples, and they start to say, we hate each other. I don't love him anymore. I don't love her anymore. If they want actually to save their marriage, they need to start by prayer, asking the grace of God, To fill them with the Holy Spirit, to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is love. Then, both of them should make a mental decision in obedience to the word of God. To start doing the works of love toward one another. Not to return evil by evil, but to return evil by good and when they start doing the works of love eventually God will actually process this love from the mind into the heart and the feeling of love will come back. Love your enemy. The second virtue is peace. The, the Lord told us try to keep peace as much as you can. Be a peacemaker. To him who strikes you on the one cheek offer the other. And from him who takes away your cloak don't withhold your tunic other. Why the Lord told us to do this? the world will tell you no eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth but the Lord wants us to live in peace together when we live in peace together fighting and devouring one another will end when you deal with an evil person with peace actually as Saint Anthony the Great said love and humility will submit to us the beasts so if any person like a beast if you deal with him with love and humility this beast will turn into a lamb. And then the Lord told us the golden rule in treating one another. And just as you want men to do to you, also do to them likewise. Many times we are the ungodly people. We are the ones who harm others. We are the ones who hurt others. We are the ones who gossip and backbite others. Ask yourself before any action you do toward your brother or sister. Ask yourself, do you want others to do the same to you? When you sit and start to criticize and judge another person in his absence. Ask yourself. Do you want others to do the same to you? If the answer is no, then stop. Whatever you don't want to happen to you, don't do it to the other. Live in peace with one another. This is the indication that we are the children of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they, are, for they are called the sons of God some people when there is a small tension between two persons they intervene and make this small tension a big conflict because they are not peacemakers, they are troublemakers and we can see them doing this to others to the church in the work wherever they go they cause troubles these are not the children of God because the children of God are peacemakers then the Lord spoke to us about another virtue, fruit of the Holy Spirit which is Uh, giving, giving abundantly, he said lend hoping for nothing in return as to be the sons of the Most High for your father is kind to unthankful and evil. Many times we don't want to help a person who is unthankful or evil. But our Father, our Heavenly Father, is kind to unthankful and evil. So, are we following his example and his steps? He told us also in the Gospel of today, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom so the Lord told us give and don't worry God will reward you abundantly and believe me when you ask anyone who is generous in giving he will tell you about how God blessed him abundantly I remember His Holiness Pope Shenouda give a sermon about St. Anthony the Great and the title of the sermon was whether St. Anthony gave or received he said for example he gave up the marriage life and to have children for God's sake so he did not have any biological children but now, all the monks, all the bishops, all the patriarchs in the whole world, whether they are Orthodox or Catholic, all of them, they say, You are children of Saint Anthony. He actually gave 300 acres and gave it to the poor. In return, all the monasteries in the whole world, we say, You are children of St. Anthony and these monasteries belonged to Saint Anthony the Great. He gave up the priestly ranks. He was not a priest, he was not a bishop, just a monk, not even a priest. And now the patriarchs they say you are children of St. Anthony. So he gave, he gave and God rewarded him abundantly. The fourth point that the Lord spoke to us about how to deal with others. And he instructed us we deal with others with a good conduct. Uh, He told us give to everyone who asks of you and from him who takes away your goods don't ask them back and he told us and if you do good to those who do good to you what created is that to you for even sinners do the same so he encouraged us to deal with each other in a Christian way in a Godly way in a loving way in a peaceful way Number five he spoke about mercy and he told us be merciful therefore be merciful just as your father also is merciful Uh, what's mercy mercy actually is to see by your eyes the needs of others and to make a decision by your mind that you will help them and to extend your hand to actually start help them indeed but this can be done evil even with our enemies that's mercy like the good Samaritan the good Samaritan he saw the Jewish man half life half dead then he made a decision to help him then he went and helped him not based on his worthiness but based on the decision of mercy that he made in his heart and he took him on his donkey to a hotel and gave the hotel owner uh, money and he told him if he needs more help him when I return I will give the rest to you and he did all of this with a Jewish man and there was enmity between the Jews and the Samaritan this is mercy let's examine ourselves are we merciful like our Heavenly Father or not and again we cannot do this without the grace and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The last two points, don't judge and forgive, don't condemn and forgive. Many times we like to judge, we like to criticize, we like to condemn when we meet with one another we like to judge others and speak about them but the lord told us with the same measure it will be measured to you if you don't want to be judged in the last day don't judge the lord told us don't judge and you will not be judged Yes, we need to have discernment to know what's right and what's wrong. This is called discernment. But judging when you speak about the person, not about the action. If I say this action is wrong, yes, that's discernment. But if I say this person is an evil man, that judgment, this condemnation, to say he is an evil man, judgment. To say he is worthy of hell, that's condemnation. That's the difference between judgment and condemnation. Condemnation to make a sentence about him. He is worthy of hell. Or he should not take communion. You are making a decision. Judgment you say he's an evil man, he's a wicked man, ungodly man, that's judgment. Don't judge and you will not be judged. Forgiveness, which actually is very hard to all of us, but again without the grace of the Holy Spirit, we cannot do it. Without being filled with the Holy Spirit, we cannot do it. But I want to tell you something important about forgiveness. Forgiveness actually is a favor you do to yourself not to the other person. Let me assume that I hurt you and you refuse to forgive me. Then maybe I will go happy in my life. I don't care whether you forgive me or you don't. But who is struggling and who is hurting within? It's you, not me. That's why forgiveness is part of your healing. If I wounded you to be healed, you need to forgive. I think the problem with many people, they confuse forgiveness with reconciliation. Forgiveness is different from reconciliation. On the, on the cross, the Lord forgave everybody, even those who crucified him. But he did not reconcile with everybody. He reconciled with those who accepted him as their Lord, King, and Savior. He reconciled to those who came to him. So maybe the person who wounded me and hurt me, uh, it's not the right time to reconcile with him. But I should forgive him. Reconciliation is based on the repentance of the other person but forgiveness is unconditional. But for reconciliation it should not be your decision because you will be biased whatever he does he will say no he is unrepentant but it should be the decision of your spiritual father who listens to you and listens to him then at the proper time he will encourage you to reconcile. So these are the seven points in the Gospel of today about how to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit, how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray to God, then examine yourself. Are you bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Love peace, giving, good conduct, mercy, no judgment, and forgiveness. Yes, all of us will grow day after day. No one is perfect in these seven points. But if you don't carry them and if you are not fighting the good fight to bear them, then you are very, very far from being filled with the Holy Spirit so let's examine ourselves if we are away completely from these points then we are not filled with the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is quenched in us but don't worry if you ask God to work with you God will listen God will fill you with the Holy Spirit God will kindle the gift of the Holy Spirit in you. Then you can start bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And this will appear in your dealing with one another. Let's dedicate the Holy Liturgy today, asking God to help us to be filled with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.